0: Welcome everyone to Sobriety Over Society, the podcast dedicated to prioritizing personal health and well-being over societal expectations. In each episode, I'll share challenges and tips to support you on your journey towards sobriety. My goal is to encourage you to embrace discomfort and push beyond your comfort zone. Connect with me on Instagram at Sobriety Over Society podcast to share your thoughts and suggest topics you'd like to hear more about. My dear listeners, welcome to the end of season one of my podcast, Sobriety Over Society. It's been an incredible ride, and today I am bringing you a compilation of my episodes so you're able to refer back to what you've learned and continue to apply it to your activities, friendships, relationships, family, employment, studies, and in general, your day-to-day routine. I wanted to take a moment to express my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who has joined me on this incredible podcasting journey. Your support and engagement have been an unexpected reward that has filled my heart with joy. When I first embarked on this adventure, I had no idea the impact it would have on my life. Sharing my thoughts, ideas, and passions through this platform has been incredibly fulfilling And with your participation and encouragement, it has truly made it special. I also really appreciate the kind words of appreciation, constructive feedback and thought provoking discussions, which have challenged me to constantly improve and evolve. I am grateful for the opportunity to grow alongside you as we explore new topics, share insights and exchange knowledge. Podcasting has opened doors to a vibrant community of like-minded individuals, fostering connections that transcend boundaries and distance. It has allowed me to connect with people from all walks of life, forming a bond, grounded in shared interests and a genuine desire to learn and connect. This of course, hasn't been without its challenges. Behind the scenes, the journey has demanded dedication, late nights, and countless hours of preparation. It has tested my creativity, resilience, and commitment to delivering valuable content that resonates with you, my amazing listeners. But through the ups and downs, your support has been an unwavering source of motivation. Your presence has reminded me that our collective pursuit of knowledge and personal growth is a powerful force that can overcome any obstacle. Together, we have created a safe space for meaningful conversations and a platform for inspiration. So from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for being a part of this extraordinary podcasting experience. Your loyalty, engagement, and enthusiasm continue to fuel my passion for sharing ideas and sparking conversations. I am humbled and grateful to have you as part of this incredible community. Before I get started with the episode recap, I want to share a little about this podcast and what sobriety over society means to me. Sobriety over society is a concept that emphasizes prioritizing one's personal journey to recovery and well-being above societal expectations, pressures, and norms. It recognizes the importance of making choices that align with one's own well-being and sobriety, Even if they may differ from societal norms or expectations. In a broader sense, sobriety over society can also be seen as a metaphorical call for prioritizing personal growth, self care, and mental well being over external influences and societal pressures. It encourages individuals to focus on their own values, goals, and happiness rather than conforming to those societal expectations that may not be conducive to their overall well-being. SOS, which commonly stands for Save Our Souls, can also be seen as a call for help. In the context of recovery, SOS can represent a plea for support, assistance, and understanding from others. It signifies the need for a lifeline during challenging times and emphasizes the importance of reaching out for help when navigating the journey to sobriety. In a world filled with uncertainty, it's easy to get caught up in overthinking and analyzing every possible outcome, but there's a great power in taking action and letting life unfold. Whether it's pursuing a new passion, embarking on a new adventure, or making a significant life change. Sometimes you have to trust your instincts and follow your heart. By embracing the journey without attaching yourself too strongly to a specific outcome, you open yourself up to new experiences, valuable lessons, and uncharted territories. It's in those moments of exploration that you discover strengths and capabilities you never knew you possessed. For this recap, I had to go back and listen to my episodes, so it was... A really exciting journey in that sense. For episode one, it was titled, is it by choice and winning in silence? We dove deep into the notion of personal agency and the strength found in silent victories. We explored the concept of choosing recovery and the profound impact it can have on one's life. We learned that sometimes the greatest triumphs are the ones celebrated within ourselves. When someone in recovery is asked, is it by choice, it can have a negative impact on their well-being and progress. Recovery from addiction is a complex and deeply personal journey, often involving a multitude of factors and challenges. The question, though seemingly innocent, can undermine the effort and determination it takes to overcome addiction. Asking whether recovery is a choice implies that the person had control over their addiction in the first place. It suggests that they're willingly engaged in destructive behaviors which oversimplifies the complexities of addiction. Addiction is a disease that affects the brain, altering its functioning and impairing judgment and decision-making abilities. It is not a matter of mere choice, but rather a profound struggle to regain, control, and restore one's life. This question can also trigger feelings of shame, guilt, and self-doubt in individuals who are already grappling with an emotional burden of addiction. It implies that they are solely responsible for their situation and disregards the broader societal, genetic, and environmental factors that contribute to addiction. This can be incredibly discouraging and hinder the recovery process by intensifying feelings of self-blame and diminishing self-growth. When it comes to winning in silence, this is a concept that relates to pursuing sobriety and achieving personal goals without seeking external validation or recognition. It means deriving satisfaction and pride from one's accomplishments without the need for constant applause or approval from others. This approach can be particularly valuable in the context of recovery. Because recovery is a deeply personal journey that requires inner strength, resilience, and self-reflection, it often involves confronting past traumas, addressing underlying issues, and making significant lifestyle changes. By choosing to pursue sobriety and personal goals quietly, individuals can focus on their growth and well-being without being burdened by the expectations or judgments of others. The journey to sobriety is not an easy one, and it requires consistent effort, commitment, and self-discipline. By embracing the idea of winning in silence, individuals can avoid distractions, resist societal pressures, and stay true to their own motivations and aspirations. It allows them to define success on their own terms and celebrate personal milestones without seeking external validation. Ultimately, recovery is a deeply personal process and each individual's journey is unique. It's crucial to approach the topic with empathy, avoiding questions or assumptions that can perpetuate stigma or undermine the significance of their efforts. By embracing the idea of winning in silence, individuals can find solace and strength in their own achievements while staying true to their path of sobriety and personal growth. In episode two, we embarked on a journey through the first 30 days and the question of do you have to have an addiction to get sober? Our exploration delved into the initial stages of recovery and questioned the commonly held belief that addiction is a prerequisite for sobriety. We spoke on strength, resilience, and transformation, proving that anyone can find the path to recovery regardless of their starting point. The first 30 days is a crucial period in the journey of sobriety, often referred to as early recovery. It is a time when individuals are adjusting to a life without substances and actively working to establish a foundation for long-term sobriety. During these initial days individuals may experience a range of emotions physical discomfort and psychological challenges as they navigate withdrawal symptoms and confront the realities of their addiction. The first 30 days of sobriety are significant because they set the tone for the rest of the recovery journey It is a time of detoxification where the body and mind start to heal from the damaging effects of substance abuse. This period can be challenging as individuals may face cravings, triggers, and the temptation to return to old habits. It is also a time of great hope and transformation as individuals begin to experience the positive changes and benefits of sobriety. During these early days, it is crucial to establish a support system, which may include therapists, support groups, friends, or family members who understand and empathize with the recovery process. Building this network can provide a sense of accountability, encouragement, and guidance, helping individuals navigate the challenges they may face. You also have to be very careful of who you let in during this time. It's important to reevaluate your friendships, your family dynamic and make the necessary changes in order to succeed. Remember, you know yourself better than anyone. Understanding your triggers from the beginning will play a crucial role in your journey. It may feel isolating at times, but committing to those first 30 days in silence and being in tune with your surroundings will be a major contributor to your success. Those first 30 days of sobriety often involve adopting healthy coping mechanisms and lifestyle changes. This can include implementing self-care routines, engaging in therapy or counseling, attending support group meetings, and developing new hobbies or interests that promote personal growth. By actively seeking healthier alternatives and creating a positive environment, individuals increase their chances of long-term success in recovery. Regarding the question, do you have to have an addiction to get sober? The answer is no. Sobriety is not solely reserved for individuals with diagnosed addictions. It is a personal choice that anyone can make, regardless of whether they meet the clinical criteria for addiction many people choose to abstain from substances for various reasons this can be improving their physical and mental health pursuing a more fulfilling life or avoiding the potential negative consequences associated with substance abuse even if someone does not identify as having an addiction they may still benefit from a sober lifestyle choosing to abstain from substances can lead to increased clarity improved overall well-being, enhanced relationships, and a stronger sense of self. It can be a proactive decision to live a more fulfilling and purposeful life, free from the influence and risks associated with substance abuse. It also removes the stigma that remains present with sobriety and encourages individuals to surround themselves with like-minded people whose reasons for getting sober may differ But ultimately, they want the same outcome. In summary, the first 30 days of sobriety mark a critical period in the recovery journey where individuals face unique challenges and opportunities for growth. It is a time to establish a support system, adopt healthy coping mechanisms and make necessary lifestyle changes. Sobriety is not limited to those with diagnosed addiction, and anyone can choose to pursue a sober lifestyle for personal reasons. It is a transformative journey that brings positive change and personal fulfillment to individuals seeking a life free from substance abuse. Moving on to episode 3, titled Quick Bursts of Dopamine Versus Long-Term Stimulation and Changing with the Seasons. Here we examine the delicate balance between short-term gratification and sustainable fulfillment. We explore the allure of instant gratification and its potential pitfalls while also discussing the importance of adapting to life's changing seasons. There's a huge difference between immediate gratification and long-term fulfillment. A quick burst of dopamine represents instant pleasure or gratification derived from activities like indulging in addictive substances, impulsive behaviors, or in general just seeking those immediate rewards. On the other hand, long-term stimulation involves engaging in activities that provide sustainable joy, personal growth, and a sense of purpose over an extended period. It highlights the importance of prioritizing long-term fulfillment over short-lived pleasure as it contributes to overall well-being and a more satisfying life. The concept of changing with the seasons acknowledges the parallel between the natural cycles of seasons and the internal experiences of individuals, particularly in the context of addiction and sobriety. Just as nature undergoes transformations throughout the year, individuals also go through various phases, moods and priorities as they navigate their recovery journey different seasons can evoke different emotions and present unique challenges and opportunities for those in recovery an example of this which i spoke on um, in episode three was the vibrancy of spring and summer which may bring about a sense of renewal hope and increased social activities This can be a positive time for individuals in recovery as they may find themselves more motivated to engage in healthy habits, connect with supportive communities, and explore new sober activities. But this can also be a very triggering time. I remember getting sober a couple months before summer. And this was in particular very difficult for me because although I had been a couple of months sober, it was at the beginning of COVID. So really what you had access to was being outdoors and liquor stores were open. It was very challenging, but noting those triggers and making sure I didn't get too close to a liquor store, I didn't surround myself with people who were uh, continuously engaging in uh, activities that involved alcohol did really help me. But again, any season can be challenging, so think of the fall and winter seasons. These may pose specific challenges. The colder weather, shorter daylight hours, and holiday gatherings can potentially trigger feelings of isolation, nostalgia, or heightened stress. These circumstances might be associated with increased cravings or vulnerability to relapse. Awareness of these seasonal influences is crucial as it allows individuals to anticipate and prepare for potential triggers. So seek additional support if needed and implement coping strategies to navigate these periods uh, successfully. Understanding the changing nature of one's own emotions, uh, motivations and priorities throughout the seasons is vital for personal growth and self-acceptance. By recognizing that different seasons bring about various emotions and challenges, individuals can cultivate self-awareness and develop resilience in adapting to these changes. Embracing the concept of changing with the seasons also means acknowledging that it is natural to go through different phases in life. It encourages individuals to accept and honor their evolving needs and priorities without judgment or self-criticism. This perspective fosters a sense of flexibility and adaptability, allowing individuals to navigate transitions effectively and make necessary adjustments to their uh, recovery strategies as needed. It also highlights the importance of self-care and seeking appropriate support during different uh, times of the year. So like I said, really noting your triggers. This emphasizes the need that uh, individuals in recovery should proactively engage in activities and practices that promote their overall well-being and provide stability, regardless of the external factors and seasonal uh, fluctuations. I I tend to think when it comes to trigger, one of the biggest one is your social surroundings. So in any season, if you know you're going to engage with a friend that the two of you have only ever known together is a life of uh, drinking or using substances, it may be difficult. But the best outcome is taking time away until you're fully ready to engage with that individual knowing that there's a possibility that they have not accepted it yet. In summary, the idea of changing with the seasons acknowledges the parallel between the natural cycles of seasons and the internal experiences of individuals in addiction and sobriety. Recognizing and embracing these challenges and changes allows individuals to navigate their recovery journey with self-awareness Resilience and the ability to adapt to evolving circumstances. Finally, in episode four, we tackled a crucial topic in the context of recovery. This was also my longest episode. So I know a few of you, um, when you spoke on it, you mentioned you listened to it in stages. And I also highly recommend that for some podcasts that I listen to. um, Some of the episodes can be upwards of two hours. So listening in stages. Uh, can be really great, taking notes, uh, jotting down where you uh, last left off. Uh, and also it's something to look forward to, especially if you're really uh, invested in the episode. So the topic was how employers can support employees in recovery, the role of awareness and education in navigating addiction, and the impact of societal pressures from our surroundings. Our conversations shed light on the role of employers in fostering supportive environments, the significance of education and awareness in overcoming addiction, and the powerful influence society can exert on individuals in recovery. Employers can provide vital support to employees in recovery by fostering a supportive work environment. This involves raising awareness and providing education about addiction, its challenges, and the resources available for recovery. By understanding addiction and its impact, employers can implement policies that promote inclusivity, provide access to counseling or support programs, and offer flexibility in work schedules to accommodate recovery needs. Additionally, addressing societal pressures from our surroundings is crucial as the external influences can affect individuals in recovery. Employers can help mitigate these pressures by cultivating a culture of understanding, empathy, and non-judgment, ultimately creating a safe and supportive space for employees to thrive in their recovery journey. It's important to ask yourself every now and then, which was one of my challenges uh, last week, uh, in your current state with your employer, would you be able to explore This topic with your boss, and would they respond with support or would they see this as a potential problem? It's no longer about employees catering to employers. It's a two way street, and companies must recognize that in order to see a reduction in a high turnover rate, they must provide awareness from early stages to all employees. They must compensate appropriately and they must provide meaningful resources, check ins, and creating An established work-life balance. Each episode has brought about new insights and I genuinely hope it has resonated with all of you. This particular episode carried quite a serious tone, but I really took the time to listen to my episodes, um, even though at times it was tough when you're listening to your own voice on repeat, but I wanted to draw out the key points. You know, I have experienced victories celebrated within myself. I have faced difficult questions, I've navigated the crucial first 30 days multiple times and even questioned the nature of my addiction. Um, I've lived through instant gratification but found true success in long-term fulfillment. Even the changing seasons have brought their own highs and lows and a great example of this uh, is starting this podcast in spring and concluding it in the summer, which really emphasizes the transformation throughout this experience. I have also encountered the pressures and setbacks of an unsupportive work environment, which led me to seek a more meaningful role that values mental health and addiction awareness. I also want everyone listening to know that it's important to acknowledge that my experiences may differ from yours and not everything I say will align with your approach to a sober life. And that's absolutely fine. I'm really excited for season two and will keep you informed about its relaunch as I aim to bring on guests who can share their own experiences, uh, whether they are curious in recovery or have fully recovered. Thank you. Once again, everyone stay strong, stay sober. And remember that I am still uh, active on Instagram at sobriety over society podcast, where I will continue to share my challenges, tips and resources.